Okay, so I had a kind of a strange thing happen. It happens once in a while to me. Um, but as I was uh, going through my notes, uh, I, I thought I was finished with my message on Friday. Every once in a while that happens. It's like, hey, the message is, this is, this will preach <laughs> uh, on Friday. And then I was looking, just reading the scripture over this morning, I'm like, you know what? That is not what God wants to talk about. <laughs> I mean, in, in the same way, same scripture, but it's like, uh, you, and, and he just flipped the script on me all, all together because I was going down a certain road and God's like, yeah, that's not, not where we're going. And how I know that's true now, especially is because as we've reflected on the sacred reading, uh, you guys, you already preached my message. So now we can go home. Or I'll just give you the three points that you said. <laughs> but so last week, so our, our overarching theme uh, is what is God calling us to this year? Do you remember we're still in January? I know it just seems like one long March 15th. I know it's like, it's like, it's Groundhog Day, but I'm still pretending it's a new year. <laughs> and so we're, I'm just forging forward in everything. Is by faith in every part of my life, I am just pretending that everything is normal. Uh, so that, that's my normal. Uh, just because in God, really, I mean, God's outside of time. He's, he's not logging by how many days we're, we're surviving a coronavirus. And so he's instead saying, let's just go on. And so uh, last week, uh, we, talked, we talked about the calling of the disciples, and we learned, the main point of the lesson is one thing that we want, you know, what is Jesus calling us to this year, is to listen for the little obediences that he speaks to us. And we talked about that uh, in uh, Luke chapter 5, that when Jesus called Peter, he kept asking him little things, and then he asked him the big thing. He says, come and follow me. And after he said, uh, no, no, yes, yes, okay, and he left everything and followed Jesus. And so I, I, as I was reading through Luke, I, I just, I love the Gospels, and so I, I just want to walk with Jesus for a little while longer. So we're going to just kind of head through Luke. So I went to the next part of Luke and uh, found the next story. You guys ready for the next story? And it's a story, and, and I'll tell you how God flipped the script on me in a minute. Um, but it's the story of the healing of the leper. You've probably read it before. It's only a few verses, and I'll read them for you. It's uh, verse 12 to 15 in Luke chapter 5, and it says this. While Je- this is, so this is the next thing. And they left, and they, they left their nets and followed him. And then the next thing says, while Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. That just sounds terrible. I was, I was going to get some leper pictures to show you, and I thought, yeah, not so much. I looked at, I looked at some, I'm like, yeah, that would be not good. But if, if you want to know what Jesus was looking at, it, it was not pretty. Okay. He was covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man, and he said, I am willing. Be clean. Can you imagine? 
be clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him. That's why I should have had the pictures. Because you'd go, what? That is a massive transformation that happened in a second. I mean, maybe his nose, I mean, maybe his features, all the scales and all the blood and all the mess and his fingers. And who knows? He was completely restored. He said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And then Jesus ordered him, spoke to him strongly and said, don't tell anyone. But go show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing. As a testimony to them, he was going to teach them something. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that the crowds of people came to, he- came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. There was no stop in this message, because no matter... In, in Mark, it actually says, and he told everybody. So... I, I, you're not sure if that was a, some, some scribe because, the, you know, he's reading this and it's like, more people came. I think he probably went home and told his wife, who he had, probably hadn't seen in like 10 years. <laughs> and it's like, hey, babe, I'm home because lepers in those days were not allowed to be in society. They had to be separate. I mean, the whole leprosy thing, I could spend a half hour on the horrors of leprosy in the, the first century. But we know he went home at least to his village, and he said, look. And they all said, so what happened to you? He's like, well, I ran into Jesus, and he healed me. And who, you know, everybody's going to tell that story, right? That's like winning the lottery. It's like, it's like that is, is, is big stuff. And so this is where the, the, the script got flipped on me. There's kind of three kingdom lessons here. And I was focusing, I was, I was thinking that here Peter and James and John and Andrew at this point were following Jesus, and Jesus was sharing with them the first lesson. And the first lesson for uh, I, I was going to talk about was the first lesson was to see people as they really are. That goes back to our sacred reading. Because, uh, of course, these guys are going to go, Ooh, lepers. You know, it's like, I'm coming to follow Jesus. I'm going to be just like Jesus now. And he's like, ooh, except lepers. We don't do lepers. Do we do lepers? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we, uh, I don't, you know. And so Jesus is teaching them this incredible first lesson of discipleship is that you receive all people, even the ugly, even the worst, and, and even that. And I thought, man, this will preach. But then as I was reading it this morning, I realize I forgot to find myself in the story, which is usually how I read my Bible, and really understand there's another leper in every story, and he's inside of me. And Jesus wants us to do something, right? Because in in the Old Testament, leprosy was definitely a, a sign of sin, and this guy, you know, when you saw a leper, I mean, you would think, ooh, you've got a bad disease, but you would also say, and you're a sinner. But in this context, I was, it was easy for me to go, yeah, there's a lot of lepers out there. We ought to be compassionate to those guys. And we ought to, you know, as good disciples, we should be like Jesus and touch their life. And then I look in the mirror, and I'm like, what's that blotch on your face, dude? <laughs> now, it's easier for us because our leprosy is on the inside. Right, Dean? I think you look great. I mean, you're about done as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but you look and you go, I think I might have 
inside leprosy. <laughs> but then I wanted, then God kind of flipped the script again on me. And so we're going to talk about, and so I'm going in reverse because the story isn't about the leper and the story is not about the leper and me. The story is about the Savior because that's what the story is always about. Luke, the great doctor, liked these wonderful miracles because he's like, Jesus is not who you think he is. Right? If we used, if, when, uh, where's my, my verse here? If we did think of Christ from a human point of view, we don't do so no longer. And so when we read this, we realize, whoa, these guys were getting a lesson for the first time of who really Jesus was. That he was, I mean, yeah, sure, he's, they saw the fish, but they've never seen anything like this. So first kingdom lesson, you ready? Is that Jesus is here. <laughs> the Savior is here. It doesn't get any better than that, especially for lepers. Lepers like us and lepers that are all around us, okay? And so this verse is really revealing to the disciples for the first time the heart of Jesus. Now, it, it says, and I love this, it says, this guy, you know, Jesus is walking along, this guy falls to the ground, and it, in, in the in Matthew, it says, then he worshiped him, which the, the word used there is the only time that you only use that word if you're worshiping God. And the, the writer, as well as the disciples, need to know that Jesus was God. And he wasn't just some guy that had some healing capacity. He was a magician or something. He was like this. We are encountering the very God. And so for us this morning, I wanted to remind us that he wants to reveal his heart as God, fully God, to us. That He's our focus. That no matter what kind of leprosy we find in ourselves, right? Hector was finding some leprosy in his relationships. He's going, man, man, sometimes I, I got it missing. Jesus is there. Jesus, the Savior, has come. The kingdom has come and the Savior has come and He's there for us. So no matter what our issues are from the inside, the outside, whatever we're facing, we have a Savior. Now, what did they do a year before that? They walked around the streets without hope, just like us. But I want to encourage you this morning, no matter what is going on, we have a place to go. And that's the center of this story, right? Okay, so people come to him, they worship him. And, the, and I like his words here. He says, Lord, if you are willing, that's so beautiful. Because Jesus answers that, I'm willing. You know, the Savior that we have is willing. How many have ever thought, God's holding out on me? Yeah? Okay, God, God must be holding out on me, right? Well, one, we have to go back and go, did we go right up to him, fall down on our knees and say, Lord, are you willing? <laughs> and, and a lot of times, we, we don't really come to God in that type of desperation, we're just like, you know, God, you know, I know you can do it. And he's like, ask me the question. Who do you think I am? Lord, fall down in desperation and say, are you willing? And he says, I'm willing. The Savior you're serving is totally willing. So no matter what we're facing, he's willing. You guys got it? And then he says, I, I just love, he's like, yeah, 
be healed, be clean. Because whatever we're facing, we think, man, this is definitely too hard for God. I'm going to have to beg my way out of this. And, and the word here, is, it says he fell face down to the ground and begged him. Oh, 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 oh. And we don't need to really beg because the Savior's here. Got it? Got it? All right, you guys watching me online, I know tens of thousands of you. He's willing. He's willing. All right, here we go. So then he tells him, I, I like Jesus, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Was that a fake out? Can you imagine if you were totally, you know, you've got stage four cancer, you're on, you're, it's the end, and then you cry out to God, and he's like, okay, I'm willing, I'm, you're healed. Are you going to tell anybody? Everybody, you, 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 I know. It's just like, how could, how could he say this to him? It's like, that's the one instruction that's impossible for me to do. I, Lord, I, I will do any other thing. But to not tell people what you're doing in my life is crazy. But I, I, I don't think he was trying to fake him out. I, I think he was trying to temper him a little bit. Uh, and not because Jesus didn't want to deal with the crowds, because that was going to come after two lepers. I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't take that many, you know. It doesn't take that much more before everybody's going, like, "Hey, there's a guy down the street that he's healing people," um, and we're like, "Well, we're heading that way." Um, so I'm not sure if it was a test, but I know that along with everything that Jesus does with us, He always does give us a little instruction, often, to to for our heart to be tempered. Because when he, when he comes close and he does things, then he's like, and I want you to walk this way. And so it's good for us to remember those things. But then he, he actually puts one, one more on him, and, he, and it says, I want you to go to the, the priests and, and do the healing ritual. And I, I wish I had time to develop the healing ritual out of uh, Leviticus 17 because it's, it's pretty complex. You take these two doves and you, you sacrifice them and you cut their heads off and you spread the blood around, you wrap them up in, in some kind of gauze and, and, it, you know, and it's like, really? You got to do all that just to get rid of, you know, just to testify to the leprosy? But I think Jesus was, was basically beginning to throw the line over to the priests and say, something's coming your way. You guys might want to open your clinic because <laughs> you might want to get a few doves together because what's coming, uh, I'm just the first of many that are going to be healed. And so he was saying, I want you to be a testimony to these guys. I want you to begin to start the process. Okay, so first point, first kingdom principle, Jesus is here. So everybody needs to know that. Everybody needs to know that. Because you know what? You guys have been healed of something. Not necessarily physically. Maybe you don't have a testimony, but you know that Jesus has done something. Right, Maria? It's like, I was a new creation. Whoa, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm, I'm a new creation. Jesus did something in our heart, and it's hard to not, not share that. Okay, so, oh, two more things here. Uh, as, uh, I was thinking, I have to develop this guy a little bit more because leprosy in that day was like it was like the worst thing he could ever get it, it was a sentence of death you had to leave society this guy was broken hearted can you imagine one day you wake up and you're like oh no that doesn't look right and then you oh next day you know weeks later all of a sudden 
if you had a mirror, you're like, ooh, this is not good. Uh, because, you know, leprosy was, was something outside that people would run away from, and it was a prohibition in, in the Bible. And you can just imagine, I, I guess it would be like getting any other kind of medical condition. I mean, and, you know, but you can't be around people. It's kind of like COVID. Hey, I found another analogy. It's kind of, at least for five days, not ten days. <laughs> Anyway, what plan? I'm going to keep moving. Uh, <laughs> you, when you when you decipher what's on that CDC site, please text it over to me. Uh, anyway, for five days, but this was a lifetime sentence, and so these this guy was brokenhearted uh, because he's like, "Man, I'm out. This is terrible. There's no way out." And uh, I just put here, I, I want to remind you of a couple scriptures about who Jesus is. Uh, Psalm 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and He binds up their wounds. This is Jesus. And it says in Psalm 34.18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Which leads me to the second point, which is... Uh, the leper in us. Oh, great. I hate that. I hate that there's a leper in me. <laughs> but just as was pointed out earlier, every once in a while you're like, whoa, that looks like leprosy. Why do I still have this attitude towards people? Why, you know, why do I still get angry? Why, why do I still break relationships? Why do I, why do I still you know, have, have weird thoughts about people? And because there's something inside of us that's still broken. And I think for Christians over time, there's kind of two ways to go. There's either like, there's no hope for me, or, man, I need Jesus again. You know? How many have been born again again? Now, I know it's a one-time deal, but as Maria had pointed out, that you know, I, I slipped back to my old life. What happened? He said, I need Jesus again. I need Jesus again. And so <clears throat> Jesus was trying to explain to the disciples that there's something going on inside of you too. And the only place to get it fixed is Jesus. Don't cover it up. Don't put on makeup. It's like, oh, my leprosy's looking good today. It's like, I, I got a makeover. Don't do that, you know. Don't come in with the plastic Jesus smile. Don't come in with, because it, the leprosy in us is easily covered by religious stuff. Right? Because we know this, we know the drill. We all know the drill. So instead, we want to, anytime we find something that's hindering us, to come back to Jesus. And I think Jesus was teaching that in the same, in the same way to the disciples. It's like just the same way that I, that I see this leper and I'm healing him. I want to heal you. Now, how many know that when Jesus, when Peter got saved, he was a new creation in Christ? How many know that Peter was a terrible disciple as far as we read the Bible? How many know the guy? He was just a mess. And so, <laughs> so he's living in tension with the same, the same thing. Okay, so point two, when we find sin in our lives, it's good for us to be as desperate as we need to be. Because a lot of times, you know, how many, you know, sometimes I used to pray with people and they're saying, yeah, I'm dealing with my sin. I said, man, you playing cards with your sin? 
No, no, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with it. Don't, you don't play cards with it. You get desperate. When you see it, you, you, you get some people around, you get Jesus. If you, you get, if that's not working, it's like, I went to Jesus and he didn't fix it. Good. Grab a friend. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, it takes two people. Sometimes it takes three people. Get a village together if you got to, because sometimes the stuff that's messing up your relationships, you need more people involved. Okay. This guy knew how much he needed Jesus. And I think a lot of times we forget how much we need Jesus. We're like, I think I'm doing pretty good. Or maybe it's just me, you know, as, as I'm excelling in all things spiritual. Uh, okay, that was, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> but once in a while I forget. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm doing pretty good. I haven't, you know, I kicked the dog. and I, 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 There's all kinds of good things that are happening in my life. But we forget that even the little things that he wants to change need a modicum of desperation. It's like coming back, Lord, are you willing? Yes, I'm willing. Be clean. And so for all of us, I just wanted to remind you of what the Holy Spirit reminded me as I was reading is this, is that I might be the leper in the story. Okay, but I'm going to go to lesson, lesson three is, there was a leper in the story that wasn't the disciples. And these guys were not, I'm sure the disciples are like, so we're going to go catch men? Mm-hmm. Who's the first, who's the first fish? The leper. It's like, dude, I don't want this to get into my net. Right? And this brings me to really where we are in the whole world right now, is that the, the spirit of the world is trying to divide one person from another. And it looks on the outside and says, that person must be bad. Or it looks on the inside and says, that person has a different persuasion. And something I've been coming to realize is that Jesus broke down all of those barriers on purpose. And he said that love is going to be what we do. And you're saying, well, it's hard to... Hard to love and be justice and all that at the same time. I say the justice is coming, but the love has to be first, right? And it's really the enemy's design to divide people, it, you know, over anything, you know? I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of different Christian denominations. Like, I guess there's like 300,000 now. I haven't, I haven't looked lately, but, you know, it's, so, we, you know, I'm sure if I, you know, you listen to me long enough and you're like, yeah, I totally believe everything except that. And so I'm going to go start my own movement. Uh, and that's happened over and over and over again. Do you think that's God or do you think that might be somebody else? <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely the enemy. But it's easy for us to look at others and to divide ourselves from them. Instead of leading first with love. Let's just say that there was like a Republican in the room. Uh, or uh, not a public, a publican. Let's just go with publican. Uh, this is a republican. Uh, you know, a, a publican was a sinner in Jesus's time, and so I guess if we re-up, um, that would make us a publican. Or you know, maybe there's a Democrat in the room, or maybe online, uh, right? Those things are the same thing, except where Satan has, has, has divided us. I mean, aren't we getting all the same effect with whoever's there? 
Okay. So it's only the deception of Satan that says they're different. They're the same in all respects. You know. So so what are we? And I don't want to make. You know. Obviously, I'm I'm playing with the political card because that was something we used to do like a year ago. Uh, and I'm just bringing it up because anything that divides us is not going to be kingdom. Can you imagine if this leper was like a Republican? Maybe he was independent. You know, listen to Ron Paul or something. He's like, oh man, are you kidding? You're an independent? You listen to Ron Paul? Uh, sorry, Ron. I love you, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and it's like, okay, we heal lepers, but independent lepers? Not. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding? Green Party? We don't do that. So what he was saying was what, I'll go back to our, our sacred reading verse. From now on, we look at no one from a worldly point of view. See, we don't start there. We start with, I'm a leper. There's a leper. We need Jesus. And if our leprosy is a little less advanced than that person over there, then it's on me to go to them with love and compassion, not for me to say, <laughs> look at my leprosy. I only got one leg falling off. This is great. And you. But see, you see how ridiculous this is? And so Jesus, right from the beginning, he's teaching his disciples what the way you think and the way I think are two different things. I want to end with this. Um, Jesus does something in the story which no one should ever do. And he touched the man. Now, in the Old Testament, it was very clear that you don't touch a leper because that makes you unclean. And, you know, that would be really bad. But Jesus is able to take all of the uncleanliness of the whole world, and that's what he did on the cross. He took it all. All the stuff you see out there, all the bad of the people out there, and all the bad stuff, he took it all. And it says, God has done all this. He has restored our relationship with him through Christ and has given us now the ministry of restoring relationships. So I want you to do what I do regularly. I check my mind and my spirit and say, who am I trying to carve out of my life based upon different beliefs, different life? And go, Lord, change my heart. Because until I'm like you, People aren't going to see who you really are. And so this morning, last lesson, really it's the only lesson, is I want to encourage us this year, because the question is, what is Jesus calling us to this year? <laughs> to getting beyond ourselves so that we can love and have compassion on others. Are you guys up for the up for the messiness of that? Because there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of black and a lot of white that we'd like to fix. And last time I checked, we're going to check out off the planet here. And, you know, 
20, 30, 50 years. In 50 years, you guys will not remember me. Okay, 55 years, right? We won't be here. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be in heaven. And the, and the thing that, that we will be judged upon is how much we loved. And so that is how I want to lead this year. And I know you guys do too. So, shall we pray? And so, let's pray together. And this is how we'll pray. Lord, there are people in our lives that are carved out, that are marginalized, that are those people, that are these, that are political, unspiritual, sinners, atheists, a whole host of other ways that we can label people to carve them out. And Lord, we know there's evil in the world, but instead of trying to fix the evil in the world, you always call us to fix the evil in us first. And so, Lord, we confess, those that would like to confess with me, that we have treated Jesus as human instead of divine by making him part of our team, the team against all the others that we might divide out of our lives. But instead, you came, you loved us, and you said, I'll take you, leper and all. And I pray that this year you'll give us opportunities to do the ministry of reconciliation in the lives of other people. And that we'll see how much we really need, we all needed you. Because the message isn't about right or wrong anymore. It's about us needing a Savior. And so, Lord, may we all come to you, our Savior, and bring others with us. For your glory, Lord, not for our own. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for joining us this morning. Have a great day, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless you. See you soon.